Hey there, it's Grey Matter producer Joey Scarillo. Welcome to the first ever bonus episode of Grey Matter. Today, we're going to hear more of John Petroulis' conversation with Matt Rivets, creator of Sleeping Giants. If you haven't listened to the initial conversation yet, go back in the podcast feed and give it a listen. It's worth checking out for sure. And stay subscribed through the end of the year for more surprises. And don't worry, Grey Matter, a podcast about ideas, will be back in winter 2020. And now, here's John Petroulis and Matt Rivets. Big ideas, often when they have genuine impact, uh, which Sleeping Giants started having genuine impact, draws criticism also. Always there's going to be a reaction. Um, what were your critics saying? When, like when you are saying you got a yeah. bad backlash, um, since what you were doing was capturing information and just putting a light on it, what were they saying? Um, and how did you respond to that? Because that's also an important part, I think, when you have an yeah. idea of keeping it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, um, when when it first came out, they said, "Oh, he's, you know, trying to um, destroy advertisers that he's working with," and that didn't wash. There's not any basis in fact there. Um, and uh, and then they also said that I'm only going after right wing media. So that's been an ongoing drumbeat, and this has been solely focused on racism and bigotry hmm. and nothing to do with politics in my mind. I don't think racism should be a political issue. It is for some, but you have to put that back on them to explain why. And so, you know, I've always said, if you can find me something and of any political stripe that uh, vilifies minorities and immigrants and women on a regular basis of 10 articles, then I have no problem asking advertisers not to be on that program or that website. But when it's a, a steady stream, it's, a, it's really easy to pick out. And, and I've only sort of addressed the really edge cases, the ones that are really egregious. And I think um, we're in a politically tough time. And I think everyone's, everyone picks teams. And so um, I think it, even if some people that read Breitbart would see where I'm coming from, from my, from a racial standpoint or from a bigotry standpoint, it's they're on their team. And, and, and I feel like I've got a team and you have to use that responsibly too. I don't, I've never wanted to go after some kind of publication just to keep everyone busy. I think this thing is powerful now and I want to use it in the right way and, and not, um, not just to keep it going. I don't want to do it forever, you know. I I I don't think it's a, I don't think it's something that I'd like to do full time because it's incredibly stressful. Um, mm -hmm. But I want to get to a point where the big structural changes can be made, where I don't need to do it all the time. All right, so that, can, I'd love yeah. to talk a little bit more about that. So that your idea has led to this movement and the change in the impact, while you're having individual companies that are recognizing, as you said, whether it's um, are they are they aligning their brand with the with the views and um, the ideas that they want to align with? Right, is kind of the core of your idea. Is there a bigger goal when you talk about structural changes? Um, I'd be interested in hearing what you what you see as the next yeah. step and how you're how you believe this can help make that. There are a number of next steps. Uh, I really think that, and it comes from the the very first tweet which is SoFi Mortgage didn't know that they were showing up on Breitbart. 
and I think the ad exchanges and I think our social media networks, uh, our platforms, I think are causing a lot of this, these issues. And, and what, as an industry, we continue to pour billions of dollars into them every year and they continue to abuse our trust. So they're putting us on Breitbart if we don't want to be. They're putting us um, next to horrendous content on YouTube and pedophilia and uh, extremism and all of these terrible things that they found on YouTube because people take advantage of it. It's an open source platform. Everyone can put videos on there. And as, as, a, as an advertising business, I want us to have our own terms of service that we provide to them because we're keeping the lights on. Mm-hmm. And uh, ultimately, the platforms have not taken a whole lot of responsibility for what's on there unless there is a tremendous outcry. And they don't want to because ultimately engagement means money and, and, and more ad money. But if the advertisers understand that it's not in their best self-interest to continue to pour money into them, uh, into the platforms, then I think things will start to change. And that's where I'm trying to get to now. It's a much harder thing than, than to get someone to stop advertising on Breitbart. Um, it's, it's talking about um, how we place media, what we place value in. Do we care about... Do all the eyeballs matter if they're the wrong eyeballs or if they're fake eyeballs? Mm-hmm. We are so focused on metrics right now and proving that our ads work and marching it up to, you know, marching all these eyeballs and metrics upstairs to make sure that they know that we're doing our job. We're not sure if it's effective. We're not sure if we, we are, uh, it, we're not sure we're going to end up. We don't know um, what we're supporting with it. We have tremendous power in this business to do something and to really make changes in how social media works. And right now we continue to pour money into platforms that abuse our trust and that also use our dollars to fund some really egregiously terrible things. And I don't think that's in the best self-interest of advertisers. And that's that's what I'd like to get to next is, is try to talk to the industry in general about being more responsible and also watching out for their brands because ultimately their brands are going to be they're going to they're going to get called out whether it's sleeping giants or someone else and if they're going to end up on one of these sites what and most of the time it's an accident so that tells you something that they should be a little bit more responsible where about where they end up so let's talk about the platforms i imagine the i shouldn't just say i imagine because in conversations with uh with the platforms because they play such an important role in our business, but also in our lives, in all of our lives, and can be such a force for good. You're using the platforms yourself for, as, as, a, uh, as a force for good. What do you think is the hesitancy in response? Is it a, um, a lack of recognition? Is it a, is it a technical issue? Um, what, did, what do you think is holding it back? For the, for the t- uh, response from the platforms and yes. the advertisers? I would say for both. Let's yeah. start with the advertisers and then the platforms. Yeah. Um, we have a dearth of options right now to, in, in which to advertise. So that's a problem. Um, there are fewer and fewer places to do it. People, we, the, the internet has only been around for 25, 30 years, and we're all crowded on the same four dance floors. And that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's healthy. And um, you can see TV is kind of going away. We've gone from the promise of 800 channels to one channel on the internet. That makes no sense. We were supposed to have tons, yeah. and now we don't. And so advertisers 
don't want to run afoul of the platforms because they don't want the platforms to say, hey, I guess you don't need our business. Like I've heard lots of stories where, you know, they've gone to, um, you know, they've been, been advertisers have been caught on a white supremacist video on YouTube and they disappear for, you know, six months and then there's nowhere left to advertise. So they have to go back and they get a better rate, you know, better ad, ad rates or something because they are making good on a, on a problem that they had before. And I just, I think that the platforms, look, platforms make their money from engagement and the more engagement, the better. And if that engagement comes from extremism, fine. And I don't think they've ever worried about it. When I started Sleeping Giants, there were white supremacist sites getting ads. And that shows you where they, they finally, you know, if no one called them out, then they would still be getting ads. Hmm. But the amount of disinformation, that report just came out from Global Disinformation Index that advertisers have spent uh, almost $250 million last year alone on disinformation. If we If that goes down to zero, that disinformation is harder to get out. Mm-hmm. So I think that uh, we need to do a better job as an as an industry to make demands because the platforms are not they don't have any real business they there's no real reason from a business perspective for them to change anything and politically it's dangerous for them to get rid of certain people on online even though they're breaking their terms of service like these terms of service are there for a reason yeah and they they themselves are not enforcing them so that's been half the job that I've had I I do yell at the platforms a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't yell at advertisers, but the platforms a lot because I think they're really irresponsible and I think they don't have a solid set of principles when it comes to enforcement of their policies. So it's this gray area and no one knows what the rules are because they haven't made them clear for anyone because the terms of service clearly aren't the rules. Yes. So when you don't, they don't have a business reason to change, then they're not going to change, and that becomes incumbent upon the advertisers to make them change because we're keeping the lights on. So that's what I'd like to see happen. And it's an interesting, I mean, I would imagine part of the argument is that when I say the argument for why it hasn't changed as quickly if you're a platform is that it's clearly a new, this is all new. Like you said, it's only been around for 20 years or whatever. There's constant any if you've ever walked around in some of the platforms there's constant innovation constant change and probably sometimes technology that isn't Definitely. fully fully and, and they're working through how to make that happen it, it what an elegance of your idea is that it's all about just here's some transparency if it if it can s- spread enough so no matter how this happened, this is happening. Yeah, there's and no transparency when it comes to the platforms or ads or, or any of the ad platforms. They intentionally don't tell you where you're going to end up. Mm-hmm. And anyone at a big media agency will tell you that, that they, they don't know where their ads are going. And they try, there are a couple companies that are doing it, but ultimately they kind of they kind of miss the story too. And so I think... Everyone's out for the ad safety. They don't want to show up in these places. Of course. But at the same time, there's no real answers, and it does. They they continue to innovate, and it makes it. And they've made it purposely opaque, so you don't know. So you you never really get a full picture of where you're advertising, and that makes it really difficult. I think Sleeping Giants, for better or worse, it shined a light on the problem. Mm-hmm. But the problem is so much bigger than Breitbart, and mm-hmm. it's so you know they, like if if. There are plenty of other sites that I feel like are as bad, if not worse, than Breitbart, but it's taken three years, and advertisers are still showing up there every day. And they're smaller, and they're not as they're not big brands anymore. 
but there's still mom and pop shops that end up spending their money on Breitbart, then they probably don't want to be there a lot of the time. So that's just one site, and there are thousands, hundreds and thousands and millions of sites to keep an eye on, and I, we need transparency in the business, I think. I think we just talked about where the ultimate goal, where do you see yourself, let's say, let's go shoot a few years in the future. You said you don't want to be doing this. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> right, so is that the ultimate goal is also that change happens yeah. and you're able to step away and go back to writing some gags. Yeah, for a... I mean, I think I think that's going to be, I think I still love writing and I yeah. still think I'll be doing it. Yeah. I would like to see this thing turn into something, Sleeping Giants turn into something more significant and because I think it's needed. Um, mm-hmm. There needs to be someone watching the platforms. There needs to be someone watching out for advertisers and I don't think, I think there's some trade groups that have their eye on it and one just got started last summer but a lot of the trade groups are being funded by Google and Facebook. So there's mm-hmm. no real impetus for them to call it out. Right. And so I like the role of being out here and being able to, to call out the problems because there are many, many problems and it's, they're only going to get worse. Have the, have the, who's been like, who's engaged in dialogue with you through this process? Have any, have the platforms, have advertisers who you, you're getting engagement. Through yeah. I'm definitely site. talking to, I've talked to a couple of advertisers yeah. um, along the way, more yeah. than a couple. Um, I've talked to some media agencies Yeah, and they all get it, but doing something at scale is really hard. Yeah. Um, I would like to, uh, come up with, and I'm working on a couple things right now. Um, some solutions. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a lot of people nodding their heads. We totally get it. We understand, but we don't, you know, it's expensive just to buy on really good sites and it's, it's hard to keep an eye on everything and there's no transparency. What do we do? I would like to be the person to supply those. Um, right. I just think, you know, I've just made everyone's life a living hell for three years. I'd like to make it easier on them too. And, and that's, I'm a kind of a solutions oriented person. So I'd like to see that happen. And, so I'm, yeah, I'm talking about a couple different projects right now that I think could aid in that. And I, yeah. and I hope, hope that that'll get there. And I hope that this organization turns into more of an organization where it's not just a few people running social media accounts because that's tiring. All right. So in this process, one of the things that I can imagine some people would say is, is, is since the internet is open and is where everyone should be able to express their views, is this a suppression of that? Is this, a, you know, free speech is so important and such a valuable thing. Do you, is there any, do you have any concerns about that in this idea? Yeah, I, do, I don't have any concerns about it because I don't think it is a free speech issue. The internet, the, these platforms are, they're, they make billions of dollars every year. They're ad platforms, they're data mining platforms. That's what they are, they're businesses. And so for a long time they talked about, they started talking about free speech all the time. Okay, we think this is a free speech issue and that everyone should be allowed to have a voice. But ultimately, it's they just want more engagement. And so the free speech, they've kind of stopped using that because it doesn't re- they know that it doesn't really wash anymore. Um, these are they're making billions of dollars off our data. I always use the, you know, KFC doesn't ask the the chickens how they want to change the restaurant. And and I think uh, we're we're the product. You know, we are ultimately providing our data in exchange for using this platform and we're the we're the product we're not we're, we you know we're not their uh we don't have a voice so we don't have a say and that's been clear um in how they have enforced things 
but I don't think it is a free speech issue, and I don't think that um, that it should ever be construed as such. Free speech protects us from our government, and it, and it protects our ability to say whatever we want in a public square, and that could be out in the park or on the street corner. It doesn't protect our spot on a on a paid ad platform, and um, ultimately, those rules that they wrote are there for a reason. Um, and I and I think that until there's some sort of regulation, they should follow their own rules. They're just not doing it right now, but it has nothing to do with free speech. So if it isn't you are while you may not you personally or sleeping giants may not agree with what someone is saying, you're not denying the right to say it. You are denying you are making sure that people who are giving them money to say it are aware that they're giving them money to say it. Absolutely. But also as a platform, they've got their own rules. And if you don't enforce your own rules, then what rules are is anyone held to? And uh, unfortunately, those rules are really fungible. They don't, they've changed and morph and they don't, they try to get around things a lot. But ultimately, if, if we're all supposed to be on a platform and there are supposed to be rules, like in society, then they should enforce those rules. Facebook said that um, if you're running for office, then you, they won't put any of your statements through fact checking. And that's crazy. And to make that rule up when it affects so many people political campaigns, everything is run on social media now. To make those calls for our society and our country uh, when, it, when you have that much of, a, of an effect is incredibly irresponsible. If you have a set of rules, they should apply to everyone, regardless of who you are, if you're running for office or if you're rich or poor or whatever, they should apply to everyone. And, and, and right now, there's no one holding them to these rules, and there's no one that's holding their feet to the fire. There's no regulation. There's no nothing. And they're protected from lawsuits by Section 230, which is a, a law that was created when the internet was just coming up that basically said that these are, they're, um, they're not publishers, they're platforms. And it protects them from whatever ends up on there. And mm. I think they need to be held to account. I really do. And I, and I don't think that anyone really knows how to do it yet. Gray Matter is hosted by John Petrulis, produced by Graham Nolan, Christina Torres, and Joey Scarillo. Mixed at Townhouse Studios. Gray is a global creative agency whose mission is putting famously effective ideas into the world. Check out more at gray.com.